0: Yo, what's going on? You got the 7 2 Mindset Investor here with an absolute amazing guest, my man Chris Nogal, who also happens to be America's number one money mentor. He's been featured in Forbes magazine, ABC, and House Hunters. He even had his own HDTV show. That's right, HGTV. He happens to be the CEO of Flip Out Academy, founder of the Money School, and the money mentor for the Money Multiplier. On this episode, we go heavy and deep in talking about the importance of mindset. We talk about what's happening in the world with economics, what's been happening this year. So this is definitely an episode you don't want to miss. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everyone? hope you guys are all doing well. Another amazing guest. I've been trying to get Chris on here for quite some time. Um, I first saw Chris actually on one of my mentors, uh, his podcast, Ben Morrison's, uh, the data or drama show. And then just seeing Chris in the background with respect, he's one of the speakers for uh, Chris Rude's uh, mastermind events and so forth. So Chris has a wealth of knowledge. I mean, he's, his podcast is the real estate money show. I mean, what more or money school, sorry. So what more can you ask for? Right? So Chris, welcome to the show, man. Hey, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, as we before I hit the record button, I mean we were just talking about what a shit show everything is these days. I mean, I know you're in New York, so like, yeah, I mean, like you said, the theme is like how to how to find certainty in this uncertain world
1: now. Or is uncertainty the new certain? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you say shit show, man. Is it ever a shit show here? Uh, it's uh, I don't even. I wouldn't. You know, someone said, so what's it like living in New York? I don't even know where to begin. I really don't and i don't think it's just new york it's new york it's california it's a lot of places in the, the country that are just absolutely just falling apart in my opinion it's uh, it's an interesting time it's a very uncertain time it's a time where you know people need to make some serious decisions in their lives in their finances and you know I call it the financial butterfly effect you get, the decisions you're going to make today are going to be decisions that are going to literally have ripple effects for a long time into your future so mm-hmm. if you make the wrong choices today they are not going to be good for your future
0: how does how, like How does one make the right decisions? That's the thing. Cause there's so much There's you're getting inundated with do this. Don't do this, do that. Don't like, there's just so many double standards. How does one even,
1: is it just a question of just taking that risk and going with it? No, it's not about risk at all. Matter of fact, the first thing you should really do is look yourself right in the mirror. Literally like look at the mirror and I want you to ask yourself a question. Are you someone who is going to conform Or are you someone who's going to create? There's really two sides. Are you going to conform or are you going to create? Are you going to lay down and put your head in the sand and try to wait for this all to blow over, which is conforming and just follow everybody else? Or are you going to fucking stand up and create something in your life? Do something. Be the light in the darkness. You got to pick a side because there is no in between right now. Okay. Maybe this is just the United States, but I'll tell you something right now. You better figure out what direction you're going to go because the world isn't going to wait for you. This economic devastation that's about to happen certainly isn't going to wait for you. And it's probably going to run you the fuck over if you don't get up and do something about it. Excuse my language, but you know what? I'm pissed off.
0: No, I I love this. I love the passion. I love this because I feel the same way. I mean, you know, I look at 2020 is a very interesting and I, and, I, and and, and please let me know if you disagree with me, but 2020 for many was the year everybody's looking forward to in 2019. Oh, it's 2020 it's the new leaf and so forth. 2020 is the year of clarity for me. It's the year of true vision. We all of us, the world was handed a seven 2 have it handed a bad hand. And we were given two choices. Like you said, we can conform or we can create when we had the first lockdowns here, you could either stay at home and do nothing, or you could do something with it, whether you did something with your health, whether you did something with your business, whether you did a reset, or people could just take their ball home and and blame everything and not do a thing. Um, So I think for me, 2020 was, it was a very important year that's going to define humanity, just like September 11th defined humanity like there was a tipping i should say a tipping point but it changed the humanity i mean the way we travel all changed after one day and how the world was seen and so forth and we've had these events i mean so for me um it i i i I totally agree with you i mean you know you got like anything you got
1: to make your own luck That's true. And, you know, I love that you said that the seven, two hand, you know, and I, and we talked a little bit about this before the worst hand in poker 2020 is the seven, two hand. And, you know, a lot of people have really had to make some serious decisions this year. And those decisions I like to call the big pivot, you know, at the beginning of this whole thing, I'll never forget it, man. My team and I were in Orlando, Florida, putting on a seminar because we, we had a seminar company that that's what we did. We put on money events, uh, that we taught people the truth about money and how to make make money work for you. We're in Orlando with a fully sold out event. And then all of a sudden, the president shuts the entire country down because of COVID. And we're sitting there and no one shows up. So I remember being like, oh, my God, this is terrible. What are we going to do? You know, the boohoo, you know, that's the first thing that comes into your mind is like, oh, boohoo this. Oh, blame it on that. Blame it on this. But then all of a sudden, it snapped. And I said, you know what? this is going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to us. I, I t- told my team, I said, grab the phone, grab the iPad, get on one of the Facebook channels. Cause we have many. And I said, when I say go hit record and I went up to the front and I don't even remember what I said, but they all hit record. And right there, I laid out the big pivot that we were going to make. And that big pivot was, we weren't going to say, this is, this sucks. We're just going to sit down. We're, what we said is we're going to pivot. We're going to take everything we do on the road, all this great knowledge we were doing, and we're going to bring it virtual. And, you know, at that point, here's the funny thing that might sound easy, but at that point, everything we did was it live. We had no virtual platform. We had no community. We came home and in two weeks, from that moment that I landed, which we left Florida that day, we got flights out and came home and that week and the next week, my entire team, like never before came together as a combined unit. And we literally created, create or conform. Remember we created what our future was going to be. And, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people want to know what the future is going to look like. A lot of people are like, Oh, I wonder what the future is going to be like. It's going to be like whatever you create, because you can predict the future, you just have to create it. So that's what we did then. And a lot of other people did the same thing. And, you know, I look, but then there's a lot of people that didn't. I call it the five and the 95, right? The five percenters are the people that ch- take action, that change things. The, you know, the crazy ones, as Steve Jobs would say, that change the world. Those are the five percenters. And sometimes I'm starting to believe, are they really the five percenters or is it really the one percent? Because I'm starting to really think that 95 percent is more like 99 with what I'm seeing because there's so many people right now, and you see it on social media, you see it on the news. I mean, so many people right now are sitting there with their hands out saying, Oh, you know, my, this, that, and the other thing is going on, you know, where's my next check, you know, and people don't even want to work. You were just talking about contractors, right? Like there's major problems with contracting and everything else. Cause people don't want to work. They make more money sitting home, collecting checks, folks. I got news for you. You know what that is when you sit back and you wait for someone else to solve your problems. It's called socialism. Okay. It's called a lot of other things, but it's called lazy. It's called socialism. And I'm not saying that like this, uh, I'm pigeonholing everybody into this, but you know what? You control your life, you control the things that happen in your life, and the second you sit down and start blaming people is you giving up control of everything in your life, and there's somebody else that will take control of your life. Don't, don't make two ways about it. You're either in control of your life, your destiny, and your wealth, or somebody else is. Where are you, and what are you going to do about it? Because I'll tell you something. You might be like, well, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, you know, I lost my job, and, and this, and that, and I got COVID, and I, I don't know what to do great. We're going to cover some of that today in this podcast. You know, you might not like what I'm saying and I don't really care because the truth hurts. And this is what's going to hurt this world. We live in right now in 2021, man, it's going to hurt. Cause if you think this is bad in 2020, wait till what, wait till you see what happens in 2021. It ain't going to be pretty.
0: Oh, you know what? I am just nodding my head. I mean, this is, this is incredible because it's exactly my same sentiment. I, uh, and you know, there was uh, until people take ownership, they're always going to be the victim. It's always going to be this level of entitlement and so forth. My greatest superpower came out when I started taking ownership of all the bullshit in my life. I went through a bad divorce. It's my fault versus blaming the systems, versus blaming my ex wife and that kind of stuff. It's on me. If I had a toxic relationship with my ex employers, well, that's on me. I stuck around, I, 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 you know, and I was entitled or whatever it is. But it wasn't until, like I said, I started taking ownership of that. And that's when the great power came. Um, Mark Manson, I I think it was Mark Manson says this in the art of not, uh, the art of not giving a fuck. And it was, uh, and it was like, you know, um, and I've shared this before on this podcast uh, when uh, uh, Peter Parker tells his uncle or he's with his uncle and his uncle says to uncle Ben and says, uncle Ben says to him with great power comes great responsibility. But, in actual fact, with great responsibility comes great power, and that responsibility comes from taking ownership. And, I love that. And that's why I look at I look at 2020, and I had there was a, I mean, there's a, it's been a shit show of seven twos everywhere you look. Every time you turn on the news, there's a fucking other seven two being dealt. But what the fuck are we gonna do about it?
1: we got to do something i'll tell you that and i love that you said that i think everybody has one of those moments that you just said that moment of clarity where you 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 sit back and you realize you're blaming everything else you know blaming everybody else i was there i don't remember when it was early 2000s i was in the blame game everything that happened was problem, the the partner that screwed me, it was his fault that I was in my situation. It was always this, 2008 was another one. And I remember in the early 2000s, I read a book and don't don't laugh at me for this, but I read a book and that book changed my whole mindset. And it was a Dr. Phil book of all books, right? Oprah's Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. listen, I read one of his books and it was all about taking responsibility for what happens in your life. Something bad happens in your life, that's your problem. Something happens that, you know, with someone else that created the problem, that's your problem. It is your problem. It doesn't matter how that problem happened. It doesn't matter why you're in the situation you're in. It's your problem. And I don't even, I, I even mean this for some things like, let's say you came down with a disease, you know, that's not your fault, but it's your problem to solve. People have terrible accidents. You know, they come back from serving our country and, you know, and, and maybe they, they lose an arm. Like that's a terrible, terrible thing. They, they were fighting for our freedom. They lost an arm, lost a leg, you know, and it wasn't their fault that happened, but it is their problem. And some of them rise to that and they realize this is a terrible thing, but I'm going to rise above that. So no matter what situation you're in, whether it's just boohooing about what's going on in the world today, boohooing about not having enough money, like rise above it, illuminate the problem. David Corbin, one of uh, the people, I would call him a mentor of mine. David Corbin says, illuminate it. Whatever the problem is, illuminate it. Bring it out, right? Don't hide it away in dark closets. Like bring it to light because when you illuminate a problem, the problem will solve itself. You will solve the problem because you just illuminated it. You focused your time and your energy on it. It's the reason why books like the Bible, books like you know Think and Grow Rich, they all talk about your thoughts, which is your mindset, right? It's all your thoughts. What you think, what you dream and what you believe is just putting you one step closer to what you're going to achieve. Now, you know, I'm not saying thoughts are things because you can't just think of something. I can't think of, oh God, I'd love an apple and an apple appears in my hand. But me thinking about an apple results in me then taking action, which in, results in me, hell, if I wanted to, I could stop this podcast, get in my car, drive to Walmart and, or Walgreens or somewhere and grab an apple and I got it, but I had to think about it first. So what are your dreams? What is your, you know? Here's the problem. I think a lot, and I'm just going to kind of tell it. And this isn't, you know, anything that. Uh, uh, well, here I'm just going to get into it. Yeah, I think ahead. the biggest problem a lot of times is people think of something. They get these dreams and these ideas, and they allow other people that surround them to kill those dreams. Like they got this great idea, and they're like, "Oh my God, this is great." They tell somebody, and they're like, "Oh, that's stupid." Then all of a sudden, like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." Really. Did that person that gave you that advice, did they ever live your perfect day? And then let me go one step further. Like, do you, you know, anyone watching this, do you know what you're working for? Why do you get up every morning? Why do you get up and go to work? Why do you get up and do what you do? Why ask yourself that very question? And, and you know what the answer you get from people? Oh, I have to, you don't have to do shit, dude. You don't have to get up and go to work. You don't have to, you can sit back and collect unemployment. Like you you're in control of that you know, why do you go to work? Oh, because I have bills. Bullshit. That's not why you go to work. You know, if you just changed your mindset, like think about that one thing, when you think about why you do what you do, you don't go to work because you have to, you should go to work because you want to, because you have something to accomplish. The results of you going to work is because of something you're trying to accomplish. Don't go to work because you have to, you don't have to do shit in your life. That's your decision. Go to work because you want to, and watch how it changes. If you're in sales, right, go to work with the idea that I wanna be here, I wanna change things, I want that new car, I want that new house, and then watch how that materializes. It's all mindset, folks, like you don't even understand how powerful this stupid thing is on the top of our shoulders. I don't have any idea how powerful it is, but I do know some things going back to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, we didn't have any money. I grew up in a lower, lower middle-class family. My mom didn't have barely enough money to keep a roof over her head. But you know what she always did? She instilled in me that I should dream. If I wanted something, dream it, believe it, and then go and achieve it. And it started with a pond. My, Andrew in my office, we talk about this pond all the time. I remember, I I don't know why, I was a, I loved fishing when I was a kid. And I remember in my backyard, we had no ponds. And I remember I told my mom, I said, I want to dig a pond. Like I'm a little kid, right? Probably five, six years old. And I'm telling my mom, I'm going to go in the backyard and I'm going to dig a pond. Now think of how ridiculous that is, right? I'm going to grab the shovel from the garage and I'm going to go dig a pond. Really? Like my mom could have looked at that and been like, honey, like I I love the idea of digging a pond, but we need a backhoe. You need this. My mom said, absolutely. Go dig that pond. I went out in the back and I, I could take it right to the spot. And I started digging a hole. And my mom was probably sitting there going, this damn kid, but I'm digging that hole. And I realized, oh, there's a lot of rocks. So then what I did is I went to it way back because my mom, I think even said, my mom said, Chris, if you're going to dig a pond, you should probably dig a pond where water sits, you know, in the spring when all the snow melts, like where does all the water sit? And I said, light bulb went off. Yeah, right back there behind the rock wall. Every spring, there's a bunch of water right there. I went back there and I started digging. Listen, all summer long, I dug and dug and dug a hole. And what do you think happened? Dude, I dug a freaking pond. It wasn't a big pond. It wasn't a glorious pond. And then what I did is after that pond filled up, I went up the street to another pond and I went fishing. I caught a couple sunfish and a bass and I put them in my pond and I sat out there for days, probably weeks trying to catch these fish. I didn't care if I ever caught a fish. My dream became a reality. The same thing happened with skateboard ramps and dirt bikes and cars. And my whole life has been one visualization of a dream. Today, like, you know, I'm known as America's number one money mentor. Like, I didn't come up with that name, but that was my dream. I wanted to be that. I wanted to have a show on HGTV. I wanted to be a pro snowboarder. Folks, these are all things that most people would say that can't happen. You can't do that. The likeliness of having that happen is like getting struck by lightning. Fuck you. Screw you. Go piss on yourself. I'm going to do it because it's my dream, not yours. So why do we allow other people to control our destinies? And here's why. And I'm, and no, I'm going to say in America and Canada, because I mm-hmm. got to be you know politically correct. But there's, there's a Will Rogers. He's somebody that I love a lot of his quotes. And he says, the biggest problem in America or in Canada is not what people don't know. The biggest problem is what they think they know that just ain't so. Wow. It's not what we know folks. It's what we think it's your, I'm sorry. We think that it's what we don't know, but that's not the case. It's what we think we know mm-hmm. the, the ideas and the things that you can accomplish are just beyond the, I don't knows you can accomplish anything you want. Look at, look at people like Steve jobs, anyone else that had a dream, had a dream that changed the fucking world. It started as a dream, but he was not willing to let anyone tell him he couldn't do it. He went up and gave presentations, got laughed out of them, but he didn't stop because it was his dream, not somebody else's. Own your destiny, control your destiny, stand up and be the light, and other people will follow because there's a lot of people that need your guidance and a lot of people right now that need you to stand up and be that light. Are you willing to stand up and be the light? Are you willing to take that challenge? Are you going to create or? Do you want to just conform and follow the herd and where that's going to land? You know, you've heard of the lions, not sheep. If you follow the herd, you're going right off the cliff, folks. That's where you're going.
0: Well, Chris, I feel like I'm in church today. I love this. I don't know where that came from, dude. I just don't. Uh, I love this. This is, you know, this is raw. It's real. And this is exactly what this podcast represents Um, for sure. I mean, I love what you said about the whole why factor. I mean, people, people are burnt out out there. And they're burnt out, not because they're tired, not because they're exhausted. It's because they forgot their why. When they went to school, when they went to college, went to university, whatever it was, they had a why. I want to become a nurse because of this. I want to become a doctor because I want to save these lives and so forth. I want to do whatever. And then what happens is is the environment consumes them. That's what happens. It's chews them up. Um, There's, you know, I was reading Atomic Habits and there's a formula in there. So from, what I've mentioned a couple times, which is behavior is the func- is equal to the function of your person and your environment. That environment, if you're not ready to burn that shit, people are fucked as far as Listen, I'm concerned.
1: I love what you just said. And let me let me go one step. I wanna give your audience like one tangible thing that literally has the ability to change your mindset right now. So here's what I want all of you to do. Grab a pen and paper, and I want you to write this down. It's a YouTube video, okay? It's 23 minutes long. I want you to look up Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret in the World. Earl Nightingale, Strangest Secret in the World. Now, I want you to watch that video. That that video and that saying, because it will change your mindset. It's right out of like thinking grow rich and the Bible and so many things. But that video in 22 minutes will completely bring you from wherever you're at. I don't care how low you are. Back up if you allow it to. And here's one thing that it says, and this goes right to what you said. It says in that, uh, that YouTube video, he says, if you went around and you pulled 125-year-olds and you asked them, are you going to be successful at the age of 65? Are you going to be a millionaire at the age of 65? And you went around, and you did this to 125-year-olds. What do you think the answer would be? Every single one of those 100 would say, you're damn right, absolutely. No way I'm not going to be. I'm on my way to doing that. Everyone. You wouldn't even get that question out for most of them. They would already tell you, yep, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to take over the world. But then you see, something happens. Something happens from the age of 25 to the age of 65. And statistics prove this. You see, from 25 to 65, life does happen. And you get beat up, you get kicked, you get punched, you fall down. Like Rocky Balboa says, it's not how many times you get hit and go down, it's how many times you get back up. I might not have got that right, but that's what life does to you. It keeps kicking you and spitting on you and beating you down to the ground. And you gotta be the one to get up. So a lot of people from 25 to 65 become part of a statistic and I'll tell you why, and I've already given you the answer, but here's the the statistics in this country. At the age of 65, statistically, factually by social security administration out of those 100 people, and I'm not going to give you all the numbers, but only five of them, only five of those 100 are going to be financially secure. The other 95 are not going to be financially secure. And there's, there's, it's like, you know, one of them is going to be wealthy. Four of them are going to be, you know, financially secure. There's like a whole metrics, but most of them will not be. How do we go from being untouchable at the age of 25, unbeatable, never tell me I'm not gonna be successful at 25, to a short time later at 65, and all of a sudden you're a statistic that 95% doesn't own up to what you said at 25, what what happened? Life happened, but the biggest thing that happened is 95 of those 125 year olds conformed. They got in their job, they just listened to what everybody said, they just did it just to do it, they did it because I gotta work. I gotta go to work to pay my bills. They stopped creating. Creation is the greatest gift we've ever been given because we can create anything we want, but we have forgotten how to do that, which is why we are in this hell hole that we're in right now. Because too many of us watch the media, watch social media, watch the news and you have conformed. Like you don't think you have, you are on your knees just saying, come on, give me some money. Come on, pay my student debts off. Come on, do this. And they have you so wrapped around their little finger. You don't even know. And now you can't create because you gave up your control. You gave up your power and you gave up your wealth. And I'm not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And you're not willing to do that. None of you should ever be willing to do that. So you need to really look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself that question I said in the beginning. Am I going to conform or am I going to create? Because it's your decision. Which is it? Absolutely. The
0: power of choice is so like, it, it, it's, it, that's it right there. It's We have the power to choose. And when we don't choose, we're giving in, we're conforming.
1: Absolutely. And you know what else is a very powerful thing that we become incredibly aware of? Now, this is totally left field from what we've been talking about, but is the power of laughing, the power of smiling. And, you know, what we've done here at, you know, my company's money school and the money multipliers, we've changed everything. We are literally investing major resources, big money into creating videos that just do one thing and one thing only make you laugh (laughs) and give you a message in there. But it's just designed to make you laugh. When's the last time you watched a YouTube video that was funny and you just couldn't help but to laugh, like maybe a, a Saturday Night Live skit that's not political? hard to find those these days but like you know the old saturday night lives or an old 1980s movie that just makes you laugh your ass off you don't even know why you're laughing but you're like that was hilarious how do you feel inside when you smile and laugh you feel awesome Mm -hmm. you feel like you can accomplish anything Mm -hmm. but when you're not laughing and you're caught up in the stuff and you're scared when fear takes over you're not laughing and you feel defeated so that's what we're doing. We're literally making people laugh and giving them financial knowledge because obviously that's what we do. We teach people the truth about money, how to make their money work for them and how to change just one thing in their lives. And that one change will change everything because it really is that simple. And that like, that's, I think the biggest thing I get from haters and you know, the trolls have been coming out like freaking crazy lately on yep. social media. I, I like to gauge my success on social media by how many haters I have. I truly mm-hmm. do. I'm like, Ooh, another one Ooh, doing good today.
0: Well, you know, but, you, you know, you haven't hit the big time until you get a death threat.
1: <laughs> I haven't, I haven't got a death threat yet. Shit. I haven't hit the big time yet <laughs> for the first time in my life, except for when I was a kid with a BB gun, I finally got a gun and I told uh, my staff here, they're like, Oh no, that's not good. Probably not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to use the damn thing. I only got four shells for it. But anyway, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, that's, that's the times, right? Like yeah. these are scary times, but you know, we all have to laugh and we have to realize like, we got to start making decisions. And I think the easiest thing, you know, for what I do and nobody, you know, believes me until they see it, you know, cause seeing is believing and learning is the next thing. Cause knowledge is, is not power, you know, whoever, I don't know. I gotta figure that out. I gotta figure out who the hell said knowledge is power. You know, somebody said that. And I'd like to bitch slap them because that's not power. Application of knowledge is the only power. That's the only thing that matters. You can be, get all the knowledge in the world you want. You can be the smartest human being on earth. If you do nothing with that knowledge, you change no one's life. And the other thing I, I hate is selfish people. If you've got something, if you have something inside you that makes you great, share it. Help other people solve their problems. Like if you can't do that, you're useless to society. If you can't solve people's problems, you are absolutely useless. I wish more people would just go out there and realize that all they need to do to get out of whatever rut they're in is go out and solve somebody else's problem. They think everybody's so caught up in themselves and they think, oh, I gotta solve my own problems before I can solve somebody else's. I gotta, I gotta solve everything inside, you know, they're just all you know, up in a, in a corner and I gotta, I gotta take care of my problems, bullshit. Stop with your problems, go solve somebody else's. Go find somebody like, you know, go find an old woman who can't go to the grocery store and get food, bring them food. Don't, don't be asked to do this. Don't wait yeah. to get asked, it's, it's pointless. Go yeah. out and give. The more you give, the more you get. And I know that sounds so cliche, but you know, son of a pup, Zig Ziglar had something. Mm -hmm. If you help enough people solve their problems, your problems will be solved as well. And my life is a reflection of that. Absolutely. But I'll tell you when my life wasn't a reflection. In 2008, when I was losing everything, when I almost went bankrupt, I was boohoo me. I was curled up in a corner with my arms around me, worrying about my problems. Can't help anyone else's. 2014, when I almost lost it all again, in a corner again. Oh my God, I had to go to Thailand to get my head freaking straight. Had to you know, sit with lions and ride elephants just to get my head straight. That's how bad it got. But I was so about me. And then all of a sudden when I learned that the real secret is really just help other people. And, and, and everybody's like, yeah, but I can't, I don't have any money. And helping people isn't about money. Making people laugh is helping them. Do you realize that? Okay, going out and offering, maybe you don't have the money to buy groceries for that person, go knock on their door. You know where they live. Don't even try to tell me you don't know where the elderly are. Go there with a mask on, please, right now, uh, and, and ask them, can I go get you groceries? And if they say, oh my God, that is so nice, and they will say that, and then they will say, they will offer to give you the money. Well, how much, how much do I owe you? Oh, no, no, you're not gonna pay me anything, but unfortunately, I, I am broke. I don't have any money, and I don't want anything from you. I don't want a penny from you, but would you mind paying for your groceries and just tell me exactly what you want and I'll bring you change and receipts and give you every penny back and you're not going to give me a dollar. That is true selflessness. Mm -hmm. And when you do that once, you will do that again because what it does for you is the feeling inside it will do. What you will feel like after you do that, I can't put words to it. Mm -hmm. I can't even tell you what the impact of that will be, but it will be profound. Mm -hmm. You will get addicted to that and you will do it over and over and over again and you will never stop. And immediately, not, not in a year or two years, immediately your life will begin to change. Mm-hmm. And immediately you will start finding that your life will start changing. Wealth will start coming into your life because that's just a natural thing. Money is just a tool and tool tools will find you when you're ready to use them. Mm-hmm. But until you know how to use or need the tools, they won't, they won't find you. The right. more you sit there and bitch about money, the more money goes away from you. Mm-hmm. Facts. Okay. These are real things, folks. Those things I talked about with that Earl Nightingale thing. Okay. The thoughts, you got to understand something like gravity right now. You were talking about you falling out of the chair. Like if you lean too far, you're going to hit the ground, man. That's gravity. That's a law. Okay. There's lots of laws, love gravity. There's so many laws out there and you know, all these laws, what I'm talking about, about your mindset and your thoughts, that is a universal law. It's not some like made up thing. It's a freaking law. Mm -hmm. And you know, the thing about laws, you can't change them. There's not a do, there's not a darn thing you can do to bend them, change them, do anything. They will happen exactly how they were meant to happen. Mm -hmm. Go ahead lean off to the side. See if you don't hit the floor. There's nothing you can do to stop that. Jump off of the roof of your house and see what happens. You will hit the ground. There's not a thing you can do. You can try to flap your arms, nothing. You're not a bird, man. Mm -hmm. You're going to hit the ground. That's Mm -hmm. a law. And so is what we're talking about. This mindset thing, it's incredibly powerful, but thoughts aren't things. Don't get hung up in that. Thoughts get you closer to taking action. And then that, and you know, one of my mentors, uh, I'm gonna roll, so I'm gonna go into this, CPC. He taught me about CPC on my last, um, we did a two-hour group coaching for our MSTV members. And he said, CPC stands for clues, patterns, choices. So -hmm. if we can put that into today's retrospect and what we're looking at, what are the clues right now? COVID cases are rising. Government is, you know, in the States, we got a crazy election. So, you know, clues, all these clues around everywhere, clues, you know, it's like that song, signs, signs everywhere, there's signs. Those are the clues around you. They're everywhere. You just got to be looking for them. When you think about a red car, how many red cars do you see? That's what I'm talking about. Those are the clues. Okay. Clues. And then patterns right now, what patterns are we looking at in the markets? I'm the money guy. So I'm going to talk about this. We're in the 12th year of a cyclical seven to 10 year market pattern, okay? These patterns, they've always been around, hundreds of years, but now all of a sudden, we think that this pattern is gonna be changed. It's not, the clues lead to patterns and the patterns force choices and change, okay? So you have to make some choices. So here we are, you know the clues, you see the patterns, what choices are you gonna make today? And I'll tell you one thing I'd suggest to do, change one thing in your financial life, And I know you don't know what that is and we may not get to it today, which is okay. I'm planting a seed that will change your life financially. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I will change your financial future, but you gotta change one thing. And you're like, oh, Chris, what is it? I can change that one thing. And what if I just said, okay, I gotta see that you're actually serious. You gotta take action. You gotta make a choice. And that choice is you're gonna have to watch a video that I'm gonna point you to before the end of this podcast. And if you watch that video, it will tell you what that one change is. And if you make that one change, I promise you, your life will change. Your financial life will change. I can't change everything in your life. Mm-hmm. You can though. Now, so Thank sorry I went long on that, but man, that's no. You, is... I don't know what is going on today, but you got you, you got me going on something. I love it, man. I love it.
0: Um, so you talked about this trip to Thailand, and it was and you, and so I mean you had mentioned 2008, mentioned 2014, and uh, and if you're okay with that, I'll actually no, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I will ask you straight up like i asked all my guests this is that the seven two moment when was your seven two moment
1: i had benny in my life uh i had a seven two moment in 2008 when i i almost lost everything i was one month away from being bankrupt because i was in a hard money deal for a giant development that i did right before the market crashed that was a seven two moment 2014 I had 36 units. I was getting back where I was. I was a high, high level financial advisor doing real estate. And I took my 37th deal to the bank and the bank said, no, you don't fit in the little square box. Then they froze my lines of credit, called my mortgages. That was a seven, two moment. That's the seven, two moment that really put me to the ground. That's the one that brought me to my knees because that seven, two moment resulted in me selling all the properties. No big deal. They're just investment properties, which then resulted in me having to sell mine and my, my now wife's dream house. Okay. 171 Radcliffe drive. We had to sell that house because I just couldn't make it. It ended up me selling all my belongings, all all the cars except for one got sold. And I I literally packed a backpack, packed a backpack, I'll never forget the day, all the furniture in my my bedroom, the house that we were selling all sold because I, I just I needed money. And I put a backpack on the bed. And I started putting clothes in it. And I said, What do I need for a month in Thailand? And I I said it has to fit in a backpack. Mm-hmm. And I loaded that backpack up and it was pretty firmly packed and off to, to Thailand. I went, I started in Singapore. Then I went from Singapore. I went to Bangkok Then I didn't like Bangkok. So I left Bangkok and went to Chiang Mai. And then from Chiang Mai, I went to Kopee Well, I went to, um, yeah, I went to Kopee Island after that. I mean, we made a little stop off, but it doesn't matter. And I found myself and I figured out like, what was I for? I did a lot of meditation when I was there, but, money wasn't the issue, money was the tool, you needed it. And mm-hmm. I had it, but not enough. But I had it because I sold everything to figure out who I was. And I came back. And that's the journey that I've been on since then.
0: So what happened? Like, was it was if you don't me asking, was it just a middle of the night, you just had this epiphany? Uh, was it uh, just like uh, the thoughts like what like you knew you had to have the action. But what was this that said, fuck this, it's on, let's bring it?
1: Yeah, I, I think it was couple things i i i think one of them was i i didn't i really stopped caring so much about like the things i was so attached to things as a financial advisor and i was a real high level financial advisor and i retired in 18 from that world but all the people you surround you around with all the other advisors about oh you know you got a new mercedes oh you got a new bmw it's always like this things right who's got the biggest house who's getting the bit best award who's going to be the the agent of the month who's going to be the top advisor this month it was always like this battle this competition and at that that trip to thailand i gave i none of that mattered because it didn't it, none of that was all bullshit And, you know, I, I basically, I lived out of a backpack and lived, I went to hostels. I didn't stay in hotels. I stayed in hostels. And I realized like, this is living, like laying with tigers is living, like swimming in the ocean and going out and, you know, diving under without any fancy scuba gear that was living. And I just, I got back to the core of like, what was I there for? And I also had some visions about like, I had all this knowledge about money. And, you know, from the the traditional sense, the stocks, bonds, mutual funds, I had all this knowledge as an advisor, but what I'd started seeing at that point, because this was at this, this point when I was losing it all, but I had been surrounding myself with very wealthy people. Mm. I had attracted wealthy people and I had paid wealthy people to be around them. And I started seeing patterns of what they did with money, how they did it and all this stuff. When I, when I wasn't so caught up in my day-to-day bullshit problems, and I was really just thinking about this, I started linking together these patterns. Okay, remember I said clues, patterns, put all these patterns together of how wealthy people handle money, what they do different than you and I do, what what they do different than the average person and what they do different than what I was taught to do. And I started saying, you know what? Nobody knows this. This is like the one hidden secret that nobody's talking about, that nobody knows about. And I I figured it out. I said, because nobody can get paid for it. There's no money in the truth. There's no money in telling people what the wealthy do, because what they do, all be it, be it so simple and so easy for all of us to do. There's just no money in it. So as an advisor, why would I tell people that I wouldn't as a, if I was in the banker banking world, why would I tell people about, I wouldn't, couldn't make any money. And then I came back and I started figuring this whole thing out and it took many, many years. Folks, this wasn't like that epiphany. That I came home and became a millionaire. No, this is that epiphany that came home and I really had to figure out how do you take this knowledge, bring it to the world, and actually make a living doing this. And you know what the answer was? Stop worrying about how much money you make per person and start worrying about how many people's problems you can solve. Because you can't. if you just solve one person's problem, eh. If you solve 100 people's problems, yeah. If you solve 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 mm-hmm. people's problems, now you're really making a difference and you're making a difference in your life because you don't have to make hardly anything on 10,000 people to make a really good living. You don't have to make hardly anything, pennies on 100,000 people to make a really good living. And what I did is figured that out. I figured out it's not about like that big payday like I used to get in Wall Street. It was about that little paycheck, very small paycheck, 100 here, 300 there, that I would get for solving people's big money problems. And that's what we do today, it's 2020. I've been doing this for a while now and I make a hell of a living doing it, but you know what? We never focus on what we make. We focus on what problems we are solving. My entire team that's drilled into their head. And if they don't get that, man, they're gone. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. You have to solve people's problems, but you gotta, you gotta change that one thing in your life to solve your problem too, but start with other people's problems.
0: Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. Um- so you started you have your you have your you, actually so you're an author you have some amazing books. Yeah. Uh, Two books have, so
1: far. You got so your we books. got Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery yeah. and Private Money Guide. And I've got I believe to Private Money too, Guide right there actually. I'll give oh I'll goodness. give your audience both of them for free. You guys just pay the shipping to you and cuz I know you're in Canada so a little bit more expensive just pay the shipping and you can have the book for free. I love it man. Thank you.
0: What was your what was your favorite? what what out of the books you've written so far and I'm sure there's more money more coming. What was your favorite so far?
1: My favorite book? That yeah, you wrote yourself. Um, I, you know, I got to tell you the private money guy. Cause it was my first, it's like your first child, right? My, my, my little girl, Vivi, like, she'll always be my favorite. Even if I have more, cause she's my first, well, this was my first book. So okay. this one was written in about eight days. I was started on a trip to Mexico. And one of my staff members saying, Chris, you got all these ideas, but you're like a blender with its top off. Every time you come in here, you need to write a book. Okay, I'll write a book. I'd never written a book before. I'm a terrible Mm -hmm. writer. I can't type very fast and I'm a terrible speller. So I'm going to write a book. Hey, everybody tells you you can't do something. That means you can. So I I wrote a book in eight days and the book will always be special. And it's very powerful. It's helped thousands and thousands of people figure out how money works and how they can get money for the real estate deal. So yeah, by far. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm actually uh, in
0: the process. I'll be writing mine as well. 2021. There you go. uh, I never thought, you know, uh nine months ago i mean shit i mean it was i couldn't even think about doing things like this and now i'm doing what i want when i want and how the fuck i want i love it (laughs) i love Uh, it so so what 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 prompted you so let's let's talk about your podcast
1: let's talk about the money multiplier um what is it and what do you do with it so the the podcast what that kind of came about is i i I started my podcast when podcasts weren't really as popular as they are now. It was like, you know, having a podcast back then was tough. It's like, we didn't even know what mics to get. We kind of mm-hmm. had to put it all together. It was weird. But you know, I, I remember I wanted a way to cast the wider net. I wanted to be able to tell my story and other people that I surround myself with their story to a wider net. So I said, all right, well, I got to give my best stuff away for free. So how do you do that? Well, I started by trying websites. Well, Nobody goes to a website unless they're prompted to go there. So I'm like, okay, well, I need a I need a TV show. Pretty freaking expensive to get your own TV show. Believe me, I had one on HGTV. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that didn't go. I'm like, all right, well, that worked, but didn't work. All right, well, maybe I get a news channel or a news station to kind of pick me up. And it all ended in like, I just need a podcast because I can put whatever content I want up on there. I can share it to the world and they can all have it for free. So that's where the podcast started with. The Money Multiplier really started back in 14. Remember when I lost it all before mm-hmm. I went to Thailand. I was, in, I was in Salt Lake City at a Cheesecake Factory with Mike Baird, one of the mentors that showed me the way. And he had a show on A&E. But I remember him, we're sitting there. He lent me a lot of money on my real estate deals. So we're in this Cheesecake Factory and he starts telling me about this thing this machine he was using to move his money and that he was using to lend me money. And I remember I was an advisor and I remember he tells me about this thing and I'm like, I'm like super into it. You know, somebody's telling a story and you kind of keep leaning in you keep leaning in and like, come on, yeah, yeah, give me. And then I, then he gets to the punchline and he's like, and this is what the machine is. And I went, okay. All right. I've heard enough. And I'm like, that does Mike, Mike, listen, bud. That doesn't work that way. I'm a big financial advisor. I know all about what you're talking about. That doesn't do that. And he looks in, and then he leans into me and he says, come here, come here. I'm, you know, I'm watching you. He says, if it doesn't work that way, then how am I doing it? And I sat back, I said, (laughs) touche. I said, if it really works that way, I need a lot more information. And he said, all right, well, I can't tell you because I'm not the expert, but call this guy. Well, the guy he told me to call was the founder of this company, the money multiplier. And his name was Brent Kessler. And I remember I call Brent, I'm all excited. Brent, you know, I just met Mike Baird and he said this and this and this and this. Oh my God, it's incredible. You know, like I I, tell me about it. Like I'm an advisor. I know about this stuff. I never knew it could work that way. I heard that the banks did it this way. I'm just puking on him. Mm -hmm. And he says, I, I, he says kind of very calm. He's like, great. I'm happy to talk to you, but I need you to watch a 90-minute video. And I said, no, 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 Brent, I don't need to watch a 90-minute video. I know about this. He says, no, no, I need you to watch the 90-minute video, and then we can have a talk. Thanks. And, and I hung up, and I was like, dude, I don't have I don't have 90 minutes. I'll never forget the day. It was a Sunday. I went and got a big old-ass cup of coffee. I waltzed my butt down into my basement to the computer, and I remember putting the coffee mug down, grabbing my paper, grabbing my pen, being like, here we go, and I hit start. 90 minutes went by like it was 10 minutes. Four pages of notes came out of that one sitting. And the light bulb went off, not just once, not just twice, but probably 10 times during that. And I had found the answer. I had found the secret and it was just that one change and that was it. And this was that one change in something that I thought I knew when I didn't know. And that was where it all began. (laughs) Powerful. I love this, man. And I know everybody's like, oh, Chris, what is that change? Yeah. I gave it to you, folks. It's in this book, but you got to read the book. Oh, Chris, I don't, I don't have time to read a book. I've been there too. Great. It's on my website. You just watch the 90-minute video that I watched, and now you'll know the secret too. And then the next step is after you watch the 90-minute video, you just go on the website and you schedule a call. You see, that's the thing. There's always a gate, right? Things that are given to people for free that they don't have to work for, they don't value. When Brent said you have to watch this 90-minute video, he probably didn't have to make me watch that video. He probably could have went right into that and kind of taught me everything I needed, but he made me take action. Mm-hmm. He made me do something to get what I wanted. You have to do something to get what you want. You want mm-hmm. that change? That's your, there's your gate. Okay. Read the book. Watch mm-hmm. the 90-minute video, and then you have access to me but not, not a second before. And I'll tell you, I get some people trying to trick it. Oh yeah, I watched the video. They, you know, cause there's a questionnaire before you call me, there's a questionnaire and they put on there. I watched all the videos. I get them on the line. And I'm talking to them in about two minutes after the, you know, just kind of the pleasantries. I'm going to know if you watch the video. Don't think anyone is going to get that by me. And as soon as I find out, I'm like, okay, you didn't watch the whole video. Well, I got most of the way through it. No, no, no. You got about 10 minutes into it. I know by what you're asking, the questions you're asking. So I I would literally say kindly, nicely say, listen, watch the video, go back on reschedule a time because you wasted your time and my time because you thought you knew something you didn't know. We'll Mm -hmm. talk to you next time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Powerful people have to take action. Well, absolutely. Um, I, I could keep, we can keep on talking for hours. Unfortunately, we're both <laughs> things going on. So we're we'll definitely have to get back on for sure. In fact, I think just thinking out loud here, what I'll we'll have to do is uh, we'll set up for doing a, a, a stream yard live. I think that would be
1: really, that uh, awesome. would be fantastic. Future, you get on YouTube and, and Facebook. So, and then I can use my whiteboard and I can draw some things because visuals oh, are very important. Oh yeah. Love man. that, idea. Grab love that idea. I'll just pencil it all out for you. Love it. I do have two more questions. Shoot. Um,
0: so, um, The question uh, I like to ask my guests is the tombstone question. The tombstone question was a question that was asked to me in my early 20s, which is the day we meet the maker, uh, we won't be able to decide what's put on our tombstone. Someone else
1: will. What will be on your tombstone? Wow. Somebody just, I'm trying to remember what someone said yesterday to me and it was about giving, but I would hope that it said on there, Chris gave unconditionally that's what I would hope it would say. Wow. Powerful.
0: Love that, man. Um, That's amazing. Um, The last question you had mentioned that there is that one thing that, and you said at the end of the podcast, you'd share. And would that be going to your website and having a look at that video for 90 minutes?
1: It would. And that one thing is just what you have to change one thing. And that is where your money goes first. That's it. Everything else happens how it does today. And it doesn't involve you. That one change doesn't involve you working any harder, any longer. It doesn't involve you taking on any risk. And it doesn't involve you giving up control of your money. It involves you changing where your money goes first. Now, if you want to know, because we're at the top and I don't want to go too deep into it, if you want to know where that change is, yes, you're going to go to Chris Nog, Naugle.com, And as soon as you get there, you're going to know, okay, two swipes on the mouse, one, two, and boom, there it is the free book. And then if you want to watch the video, just go to free resources, click on wealth webinar or money multiplier resources, either one and watch the very first one right here, free video, watch <laughs> the full 90 minute video. And as soon as you're done with that, it will prompt you right under that schedule a call. Change that that thing first, and then we'll figure out how much you really are serious about changing your financial future. Because I'll tell you what, you've heard of the butterfly effect. Okay, you know what that is. A butterfly flaps its wings and it changes things in Africa or wherever you are. You've heard that before. I can give you the financial butterfly effect by that one change. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to create versus conform? And if that's the case, there's the ticket that easy folks
0: we're actually going to put uh, all this information in a show notes both on the youtube video and on the podcast so um it's out there for you folks it's on you if you do choose not to take on this challenge and if you don't want to be the butterfly you can still stay the caterpillar and do go anywhere and someone will squash you <laughs> <laughs> uh, chris this has just been amazing i want to say thank you uh on behalf of my listeners my viewership and myself i mean this this, like
1: I said before, I felt like I was in church today and I, I, I love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I don't know where some of it came from, but you know, sometimes what we say and what flows through us isn't of our control. Sometimes it comes from a higher power and that depends on what your beliefs are. hundred percent. Thanks again. Thank you, man.